Welcome. My name is Tracy Stevens, and this is the Healing Point Podcast. So, thanks for joining me today. Um, it's really great to have you here. What would you like to explore today? Um, I've been having this feeling lately that my tongue is not really sitting comfortably inside my mouth and I feel like my teeth are annoying it and it's like it's just um not feeling okay like I know that the way like the tongue sits in our mouth is usually subconscious but it has become so conscious for me and I tried exploring like what what the reason for that might be but I can't really bring anything into light so is this is this the first time this has happened for you then? It is. And so um, when did it when did it actually start or when did you first notice this? Around a week ago. Um, I was about to fall asleep and then I felt like my teeth are just like going into my tongue. It's not necessarily biting, but they're making my tongue really uncomfortable. And I had trouble like falling asleep that night. So how would you describe the feeling in your tongue? That it's too big, kind of too big to be inside my mouth. And um, it kind of, I have a feeling that it grew to the point that it wants to like come out of my, like the boundary of teeth. Like, you know, it just wants to break out of my mouth. Oh, there's some really interesting words there, isn't there? So Yeah. I mean, it's true that your tongue can swell. Mm -hmm. um, in Chinese medicine, we use the tongue as a diagnostic tool. And um, sometimes, you know, the tongue can be more swollen um, at times than others. So, but it's interesting the words that you're using about, it's almost like it wants to break the barriers of your mouth. I, I was thinking of like, what could it be that I really want to say out loud, you know, but I can't. I can't find anything there. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And so I'm just wondering, I don't know, in the last, in that sort of week leading up to this, uh, you noticing this about your tongue, what's been going on in your life? What's, what's, you know, what are you doing? What's, what's, how are you spending your days? What's been happening? Most of my days are structured in a way that I wake up and I do schoolwork up until my shift starts at work. And then I would go to work and my days at work are usually really hectic emotionally because of the environment of work. I have like 15 kids that I'm like supposed to be taking care of. So I'm just all over the place. And most of the time kids are actually emotional, like, you know, they're, they're balls of emotion. So tending to their needs like it it gets really hectic and then I would come home if I'm really tired I'd just nap for a little bit um and if I'm not I spend time with my family or go back to doing like school work or okay anything like that. and I'm in a long distance relationship so I I make sure that like we're talking or facetiming or we're texting Okay. So there's a lot of communication in your day. A lot. Okay. And so 
just thinking back to a week ago, I'm just wondering if there was anything in that happened in your world, in your communicating world, that might have been upsetting or triggering or um, something that stands out for you? Actually, yes. So we had this child, we have this child um, at the place that I work, and she's very high behavior. She's very defensive and violent and aggressive. So what happened was, usually I'm good at taking care of situations, but what happened was she started screaming at me. We were alone with her in the park, like with other kids, and she started screaming at me in front of other kids that, oh, you should be fired. You should, um, you're, is this what you do when other, like your supervisor or other educators are not around? And I wasn't doing anything, you know, I was just standing there and she was like, yeah, they should fire you. I'm going to talk to them. So you get fired. And then I just, I was so taken aback. Like I was like, and it triggered me. That's the thing. Like it triggered me. I wasn't an adult at that situation. I was just I felt so attacked. And when I came to tell my supervisor, she was like, we don't have to talk about it right now. And she kind of like shut me down, even though like I continued making my point. I didn't listen to her, but she didn't. Yeah, she didn't really listen to me. And um, that situation repeated itself like 15 minutes later, even after I have told my supervisor and the girl came again and she started screaming again that, oh, like, you shouldn't be sitting right now. You should be playing with the kids. I'm going to get them to fire you and all that. Yeah. And then I actually, it triggered me to a point that I wanted to start crying. Like, I wanted to let that emotion out because I can't do anything to her. Like, she's a child, right? She's being defensive or whatever is going on for her. And I can't react to her out of emotion. I have to react as an adult. That's my job. So I just let another educator take my place and I left for about like 15 minutes and I cried really hard. And what one would think that, okay, like that's just a child and like it shouldn't be so that's the nature of your job. But no, like that day, it was very, very tiring for me. And the fact that my supervisor didn't really listen to me was really bad. (laughs) So is that the first time in your life that you felt like you weren't listened to? Um, not necessarily the first, but I, yeah, from an outsider, yes. Like usually family, like, you know, your parents. Um, mm. I have worked through that. Yeah. And they now, like, I have established my boundaries and they respect it and they make sure they listen to my opinion and what I have to say. And um, they respect my life life choices. But from an outsider, yes, I felt like it was the first time someone's shutting me down like that. Yeah, all credit to you because, you, you know, you've been doing the work, um, as, I, as I know you have, from, from those past wounds. But um, so I suppose I'm just offering up this idea that actually, even though you're doing the work, it doesn't mean that 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 wound inside of you is completely healed. And it sounds like that was reactivated, that they're not listening to me. Yeah. It might have been resurfaced at that moment. 
and all that's doing is just showing you that there's still something there that's that's active and is emotionally charged yeah that my opinion doesn't matter or what has happened to me doesn't matter yeah exactly exactly and so what happened in the time following that so all that that all happened and then at some point you went home and did you tell people about it or um I actually told my supervisor I was like I don't appreciate like what happened you know like I'm not and again she tried shutting me down she's like yeah well you you were warned when you were taking the job that this was the nature of the job and and I was like well I'm not complaining like I'm not complaining that like I'm not telling you I want to quit my job I'm just telling you that this should be taken care of even though like we're here to take care of these children they should be held responsible for the way they act right um especially a nine-year-old like she's like I feel like she can't understand if you tell her that what you have done is wrong and she was like yeah like you know she was she was dismissive in her response she was like yeah well these kids are traumatized and and like it basically said that you should take it like you know like just just one like it doesn't matter like what happened and um and I think it hurt me a lot because I don't have anyone else to go to like she's the she's the supervisor and I can't I can't go to anyone else and tell them what happened and she was like I'll talk to the girl's parent and I'm like it, it has nothing to do with a parent you know I don't want the parent to to discipline the child or anything like that. But I want the child to understand that, hey, like, this is not the way we deal with our emotions. Like, there's a nicer way of letting it out. Because the girl has shown, like, so much progress during the time I've been working. And now as you're talking about it, what what emotion is still sitting within you about this situation? Um, I think the emotion is that um, I feel uncomfortable with my supervisor not trusting me because I realized after that incident, I realized that even though she says, hey, guys, like, you know, I trust you with what you do. Mm. Like, I, I carry the responsibility for 15 children and she's just my supervisor. So if any incident happens, I go back to her. But other than that, I'm responsible for them. Um, the annoying thing is even if she says like, Hey, I trust you. She doesn't necessarily trust, you know what I mean? Um, she, I, um, she would tell me like, I would make a decision and then she would make sure she comments on it. Even though she says, I trust you. Like she would come back. She'd be like, Oh, you should have done it this way. You should have done it that way. But if you trust someone, you should trust the way that they do things. What is it that's really annoying you about that? If you can um, just go a little bit deeper. Sorry, what did you say? Pinpoint it. Yes, we're just going a little bit deeper because what I hear is I hear that you're feeling unsupported. Yeah. I, I hear that you're not being listened to. And I hear that, you know, that you've, you've got ideas about things that should be different. Yeah. But you also said uh, you were hurt. And so I'm just wondering what it is that, you know, I'm just wondering if there's a deeper layer, even still, about why 
that is um, so upsetting to you? Um, I think you can relate this to my relationship with my parents. Um, I think in a way they do trust me, but they trust me to do things in their own way, like in their understanding of life. Mm. So like, yeah, we trust you, but like, we don't trust you to make mistakes or to go like, you know, to go do things your own way or to have a mind of your own, basically. Yeah. Um, So I think, um, I think trust shouldn't be conditional. Like if you trust someone, you just trust them with the way that they are. And I think that's what it's like. My supervisor is actually triggering in me that, that the thing that I trust you, but on my own terms. So a repeating pattern in your life then. Yeah. I trust you as long as you do the things that I tell you to do in the way that I'm telling you to do them. I trust you as long as like, you don't do something that's going to upset me. Yes. Yeah, so it's still conditional. Yeah, it is. And I don't think like parents should have like conditional trust in their children. No. And so you're you're feeling the impact of that conditionality of their love. Yeah. As well. And that is really interesting to me as well because the tongue is connected to the heart. In Chinese medicine, they say they um the heart opens into the tongue Mm -hmm. so like the truth of who you are you know your real essence in life is um is being communicated through the words that you speak yeah and in some ways this feels like the truth of you is being barred yeah like it's caged because i sense that you have a really um big energy about you yeah I do. And I'm just starting to learn how to work with that, you know, how to be myself. So just to sort of round it off, because it's it's probably becoming obvious to you that about this, where, the, where this big tongue is coming from, is being held in. Yeah. What would that day have looked like? If there was if there was no triggering moment, um, not that not that that child behaved in a yeah in a different way but but for you it didn't trigger you can you imagine what that would have looked like well I would have definitely been a lot calmer and I would have found a better time to talk to my supervisor and um it wouldn't have been such a big deal you know I wouldn't have been still thinking about it like a week after I would have been just like yeah okay it's something that happened but it's something that triggered so much an anxiety in me instead. Yeah. So I think I would have been a lot calmer and I would have dealt with the situation as an adult and not an, like, you know, my inner child wouldn't be all over the place throwing a tantrum about it. Being like, you don't love me. <laughs> you don't love me unconditionally. <laughs> yeah exactly so now you're just seeing so you're seeing that part of yourself in the adult role role this this younger part of yourself completely taking control of your nervous system in that yeah in that place yeah she's still live in you yeah so she's she's needing you to love her unconditionally yeah she trusts her yeah it's like bringing that 
truth of unconditional love right into yourself. Yeah, it does. So being, um, I read a quote, actually, I'm not sure if you're the one that posted it. It said that um, the one that saves you is your healed self. Like the person that saves your inner child is your healed self and not someone from outside of it. So I guess like it's me that has to go back and love and trust this child unconditionally. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. And it sounds hard, but there are ways and means of doing that. And and it one of them could be being grateful to the trigger. Mm-hmm. Because that has just lit a part of you up that is still asking for some help. Yeah. It was a reflection. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's interesting, the children that you're working with, because they'll all be mirroring parts of you. They are. The first week I went to work, I was like, it's like someone splits me into 15 pieces. And then they are um, like, I can see a child who's like having disordered eating behaviors, you know, and that's something I have within me. Um, I see a child that's like impatient which is also like a part of me like you know I see all these like beautiful parts and like the the issues like I see all of them like looking at me and I'm like oh my god (laughs) it's so interesting isn't it It one part of you was just um lit up that day is like okay this is the bit yeah and do you notice the reflection of being attacked and then projecting out on someone else for yourself you you know in in essence you attacking yeah I do see that I think that's actually that's something I see a lot in my children like and the children that I work with like a lot of children like no child likes to be angry and they don't like attacking and they don't like being aggressive it's just a defense mechanism yes like of someone bigger trying to force you or trying to trying to make you feel bad about something so a lot of them react out of out of like defense yes yes and they will perceive somebody as as being aggressive sometimes yeah so what would it be like to walk into work with a completely balanced and harmonious nervous system mm. I think it would be um it would be doing my own thing without waiting for validation from my supervisor that oh you did great or oh like you know it would be working independent of her opinion. Yes. And it would also be recognizing in all those children when they're projecting out at you yeah from some hurt place of themselves without it really being absorbed into your heart. Yeah. Usually that's the case, like most of the time, because um, this is the only case that made me, like, you know, made me cry or triggered me so bad. But other than that, I usually deal with so, like, so calmly. That's why this incident really, like, stuck in my head that, hey, like, something is not right here. (laughs) I just feel like this has been a really helpful conversation, not just for you, but for people listening as well to understand how the triggers come up in our lives. Yeah. They can come up anywhere. Like family is not the only pattern. 
that shows us there's something that needs to heal, like our friends, our workplace. Yeah, anyway. absolutely. It can happen at, yeah, at any time. When a wound is ready to be healed, then the trigger may arrive in someone's life very unexpectedly and in all sorts of different ways. I'm just curious now to reflect back on onto your tongue and your mouth, just um, just to be mindful of you know whether there's anything happening there or when it, whether it feels different. It feels, it doesn't feel smaller, but it feels more comfortable. I don't know how to explain that. <laughs> um, it kind of feels like it's okay that it's swollen. Like, you know, I feel like, I don't feel like it's my, my teeth are biting into it or, or like it, it wants to break out. No, it's fine being in its place, being big. It's fine. <laughs> it's okay that way. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Brilliant. And it'd be just be interesting to see um, for yourself how that changes over the next few days as well. I'll let you know. Yeah, please <laughs> do. That would be great. Okay. Thank you so much. <laughs> Anytime. Really appreciate it. What a lovely conversation. It was. Thanks for listening enjoyed this you'll find a lot more content on my instagram account at thehealingpoint.underscore if you have a question you'd like to explore and are willing to take part in the podcast you'll find all the information